So, howdy, Joe. Hey, what's going on, Brad? Well, went in the wrong room, waited for you, wondered where the fuck you were. Where the fuck were you, Joe? I was in the right room. (laughs) (laughs) I.e. the correct room. (laughs) Thankfully, uh, the StreamYard software will not let me start. Uh, It says, sorry, LinkedIn will not let you start early. So that would have been two days early. So, yeah. Um, What's going on? Just, you know, uh, actually, I was motivated by something in our channel to go get my act together and do some activity on ZK Sync Era. So I was over there for what happened in an hour. I I, I didn't see it in the airdrop one in the airdrop channel. Um, Go back to that. He he just keeps putting great alpha in there. And um, I just have not been getting to it. And, you know, gas prices were super low. So it's super cheap to bridge in on the native bridge. Um, and do swaps. You know who's in there big is Maverick. You know, Maverick's one of the Fuck. leading protocols in there. So Fuck. they're some... going out tomorrow, Maverick, with their episode. God damn it. I'm so pissed off. Well, dude, it was just, you didn't really miss my, I mean, I just did it this morning. I'm not that far ahead. Uh, no, um, well, I mean, I'm glad you did it. I just, uh, I'm a little annoyed that I didn't uh, pick didn't up on back it. And look at this shit. I'm burning yeah. the candle at both ends. I know. I just remember how. You know, I don't really go in and really focus on this stuff as much as some people do. But, you know, it does seem like a lot of times there's like, you know, a couple of grand dropping in your wallet for like, you know, minimal effort. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you do learn new stuff. So, you know, it's a good uh, good place to kind of mess around on Maverick. And um, and then there's another one, Azumi, in there that I'm doing stuff on. So that's just the basics. I got to go find the old posts that talked oh, yeah. about all the other activities. So I've been doing that all day, basically. So first thing he did was he, oh, this is El Hombre, by the way. Thank you so much, El Hombre, for being a part of the community and giving us yep. great, uh, great info. So first thing he posted with this uh, earn drop site where you can see what, uh, what uh, uh, drops you've missed out on. Um, oh gosh. Well, they do make you do an email address, which I'm not excited about, but whatever. Um you know, who was it that had a better model for those airdrops? Was that I would, for the checks? That sun? Yeah, there was a project that had that. And instead of uh, like the bankless guys have one where you can find airdrops and NFTs and blah, blah, blah that you're owed. But the bankless guys have one and they charge a monthly fee. And then there was another one called Sun. I can't remember. I was trying to think of that this morning because I started thinking that, like, maybe I should keep a fucking list. Well, it's just so much stuff going on. It's hard. Anyway, they Um, have one where they are actually charging advertisers or people that want to get the attention of, and it's brilliant because you know you're like, okay, yeah, I'll give an airdrop of NFTs to everybody that's in that application. This one, let's see. I see a get prime to unlock. So this one is also a charging uh, service. They're charging access to some free airdrops via Uniswap, 18 bucks a month to all airdrops for eight, up to eight wallets, which that's pretty good. And access to all airdrops up to 15 wallets is 26 bucks a month. Well, look, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're spending 200 something bucks and you're making you know, a thousand, two thousand dollars on an airdrop. Okay. It's yeah. Uh, kind of like it's worth it. Anyway, uh, El Hombre, thank you so much for uh, all the good shit you're posting. And then this one, Joe, 
Um, it says if you neglected Linnea's side quest, then maybe you want to consider still doing this one. Scores you 2,500 points, i.e. the equivalent of five NFT week quests. I, Linnea, I believe, is consensus's layer two. Um, and I so I guess they're doing some kind of NFT voyage quest thingamabob. Let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We looked at this. And this is that site... Um, Galax, Ga I guess Galaxy. Is that how you're supposed to yeah. pronounce it? Galaxy. That's that's, that's painful. Something um, like that. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the site where you can go in and find communities that are giving away um, NFTs for doing tasks. I assume it's promotional tasks, tweets, retweets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but he pointed out that Linea, which is, I believe, it's the Consensus L2. If I'm not mistaken, that's what Linea is. Blah, 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 blah. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. I'm pretty sure that's what Linea is, but I could be wrong. Any of our fantastically brilliant uh, listeners can clue me in if I'm wrong, I guess. Uh, they don't give yeah. information about it. Anyway, good stuff there. And then... Um, he said uh, he also set up all of these um, potential uh, earnings that you can do on ZK Sync Era with Mav, Overnight Fi, OnChain.Trade, Izumi Finance, EasyCaliber.com, and Velocor.xyz. So um, uh, looks like um, there may be some potential airdrops coming from all of these if you go do swaps and participate uh, on chain. Of course, Alhambra is not guaranteeing you're going to make any money. Please yeah. all caution and care to make sure that you're not giving permissions to some protocols that may drain your wallet later, pretending to do an airdrop. You must be cautious. You must be careful. Don't authorize you know, everything in your wallet to these people. Um, check it out and make sure that... Uh, they are safe, yeah. trusted organization. Um, you and I both have met with the Maverick guys quite a bit. So that's one I'm definitely going to go do. Again, not financial advice. Approach with caution. <clears throat> yeah, but, I mean, these, these protocols are all, you know, if you use them, you do swaps. Like, you know, you just go eat to USDC and back and forth a couple of times um, on each of them. You know, at the end, when they wait how much you get, it seems like number of transactions, uh amount volume you know dollar value let's say of um transactions and then amount of bridges seem to be kind of the top how many times you bridge in and out seem to be kind of the top ones yeah um and i think in this one there's also the other the original zk sync site which i think it's called light um that you can go back and forth between it and era and i think you know somebody has to look this up but i think there's a like multiple airdrop criterion on both of those. Yeah. Um, so going back and forth would probably get you more or whatever. So, you know, don't neglect them. And it's not that it's not as cheap as I think, like say Polygon or Phantom is, it seems to be about the kind of consistent with say Arbitrum pricing, if not, maybe a little bit less than Arbitrum. Okay. So Niblets makes a good point. Use it. So for things that aren't dependent on your past activity, right? Create a new wallet. And Niblet says, use Trezor, segregate multiple wallets, only put enough into the experimental wallet that you are willing to lose. So his thinking is create a separate wallet for every one of these things, right? And use a hardware wallet, Trezor Ledger with it to make sure that they can't do anything in your wallet. 
and then only put enough in the wallets to do the experiment, to do the swap that will earn you whatever, right? So um, really good points by Niblets. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Appreciate you. Uh, good hygiene. Yes, good hygiene is important. So uh, definitely. But the really important thing to remember is you don't get any of this news and information unless Joe and I bring it up on the show. But if you were at in Telegram, when El Hombre posts in our community, t.me forward slash mission DeFi, t.me forward slash mission DeFi, it's on the screen if you're watching the video, then you would find out when he posts them and you might not miss out on the opportunities. So anyway, join our Telegram, take part, have fun with the discussion. Sean has been like friggin' prolific lately. Yeah. And um, and I, I can't even keep, I'm so far behind in our Telegram, I'm like, it's horrible, but thankfully other people are, are, are participating as well. Um, the music stuff is, is growing. I have been introduced to so much cool shit. Keith has my um, business partner in material indicators has been uh, posting some great stuff. He's a former uh, rock DJ. Um, so oh, nice. he has a background and, uh, and a better memory than me, which I don't understand. Cause, cause oh, here we go. I think he did a lot more drugs than I did. <laughs> <laughs> And that's not an easy thing to do. Um, so, uh, so, you know, but he seems to have a good memory, or at least he took notes. I anyway. He's, probably, he's been out, outside a lot, though, you know. Yeah, he's that's like it. an outdoorsy guy. Yeah, that's Fishing it. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Cash App having a little problem. What's uh, going on there? <laughs> people opening up their Cash App and finding out that Cash App is uh, – uh, uh, No more? Is no is doing <laughs> double transactions. Like every time you charge something on your debit card, it's like fucking double charging you and deducting the money. So all these people oh. who have like a few hundred bucks in Cash App are getting their wallets drained, and now they're showing a negative balance. Um, and so I made the point. <laughs> I did make the point yesterday, uh, being the snarky asshole that I am, um, that uh, I said so. Cash App is having database issues double charges, lost funds. Ironically, they sell Bitcoin as a database record. Crazily, at Jack, who is a Bitcoin maxi, is constantly ranting about alts. Moral, crypto won't 2x bill you like a centralized database at a centralized company with centralized humans and centralized errors. Now, in fairness, I actually like Cash App. Um, but it's kind of ironic that this guy who's a Bitcoin maxi has an application that is centralized and has a, has database uh, problems um, in a centralized database when he is supposed to be a Bitcoin maxi. But anyway, yeah, it's true. I, it, it's actually a pretty good app. I got it for both my kids. Um, they can buy a little stock. They can buy a little Bitcoin in a database. Hopefully, hopefully they don't get kicked off today. <laughs> daddy's message. <laughs> be platformed. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Dad, you did it again. Exactly, exactly. Uh, El Hombre is working for your retirement plan. Absolutely. You know, maybe kick him a little tip every now and then, folks. Absolutely. Sean said, Keith just took better drugs than I did. That's probably true, dude. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. He said he got the rock star stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Were you like doing hillbilly crank or something like that? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude. I, I can't tell that story on a live recorded thing because my kids will hear it someday. But remind me oh, to tell no, you, I, remind I, me to tell you a story somewhat related to what you just asked about. Okay. Yeah, I will. I mean, but you know how it is out in like those country boys, man. I remember what was that drink that a lot of like ranchers would do? It was 
something in Mountain Dew. It was like, no, no. I don't know what the frig would they put in there. It was like horse tranquilizer or something like that. And it'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, you're like visiting relatives and you're like, you're what? <laughs> you know, what you, I'll, I'll give the outlines of this. Okay. Well, I'm not going to tell anything more. Um, any details, but I was camping with a bunch of buddies. We were partying, have a great time. And another group of people, yeah, another group of people set up camp tents next to us. And a beautiful um, young woman, uh, I was in my 20s, uh, beckoned me over to her tent. Um, and I'll just say that um, I, I was pretty wound up for the rest of the day. We'll just leave it at that. So anyway hmm. uh, uh, so what, time, what time was it when you were going into her tent oh it was probably like 10 a.m who knows but uh, oh okay it wasn't like midnight all right no, no, i get no, it no no so this was a, a, a this was an activity um a daytime activity in the tent not a nighttime activity it it, it, it was <laughs> I, it could have been both all right, there you uh, go. Anyway, uh, Niblet says <laughs> decentralization seems to be a little more than opposed for some people. Um, but what's strange is I can actually remember it, right? Um, that's the amazing thing. Niblet says Joe with the deliverance reference again. <laughs> Woo, like a pig. Silly, silly. <laughs> Didn't they have a video clip from that at one point? Later? Yeah, you did. I think we got shut down from like you. From oh, that's right. YouTube. I got copyright violated. That's right. That's right. Uh, you got copyright violated, and what's violated. his name got violated? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. Let me go through. So I got a few news items today, and then I went through the raises list of DeFi Llama, dude. So uh, I figure we'll go through a little. Uh, Nishizi says, I don't like drugs, but I oh, like sorry. the way it smells. Oh, he likes the smell of dope. Yeah. Dude, yeah, New York City is like wall-to-wall -wall dope now. It's like you, you can't walk down the street without getting stoned. It's like, oh, Dude, everywhere is. I mean, walking around in the Grove, I mean, in Florida's not even a legal state. And, no. you know, and there are, everybody's just walking around smoking weed. And, like, New York, like you said, even, like, D.C., I was down there, like, a couple of weeks ago. And, um, you know, it's everywhere. Well, it's crazy because so, I think back about my years of of heavy participation, which I don't do anymore. Um, and not the heavy part. Well, <laughs> maybe once every two years, right? Yeah, there I you go. I it's too strong. I don't like it anymore. You just can't. You, can, you got to cut back to two tabs, not I four. Need, I told you about that before. I need old school Mexican dirt. <laughs> With a little, with a heavy dose of paraquat in it, just, uh, just for nostalgia. Just you know, just like the the candy works because uh, you can control it. Anyway, um, there was oh, I just remember like the part the problem with partying back then was the huge amounts of paranoia around it, right? Because you know, in Oklahoma and Texas, jail it didn't take a lot for you to be in prison for a long time. And so right. it was, it was a really scary place. Uh, it was a really scary thing to be doing in, in those places. So Niblet says the TH level, THC levels are through the roof over the past few years. It's insanity, dude. It's like somebody come out with something just mellow, chill. Uh, you know, you probably sell a lot to people, older folks like me, but anyway, 
I can't believe we're on this tangent. Okay. They do uh, have strains yes. like that. They do have strains like that. So that? Yeah, yeah. they do have strains like a low anxiety strains. Cause I think what happens the more older you get, it's just, you're always worrying about everything else that you weren't thinking about as a kid, like, you know, like your kids and your yeah. parents and your retirement. And so yep. smoking that kind of weed gets you like, all of a sudden you feel like you're forgetting something yep. and then you start getting anxious and, you know, and that's why it's not fun. Yeah. You know, if you're doing those heavy duty mind, you know, sativa ones. Well, I'll um, tell you the, the day I, I, I can vividly remember the day my habit died. Um, it was a couple of days after I had my son home, had been drinking some beers with some buddies, partaking a little bit and everybody went home. My wife was sleeping and I was awake. And I realized that if something bad happened to that kid at that moment, there was like my ability to function was gone diminished and i was like okay that's it i'm done i'm just done so anyway well, that's smart i mean you don't want to like when you're responsible for stuff you don't want to let people down you know and it was that hyper paranoid you get when the first kids around you know you're like yeah well yeah like laying awake at night listening to them breathe for three months <laughs> exactly i exactly. would going okay it's cool oh, there's another one all right all right and never quite going to sleep you know and it's like then what PTSD over that. Yeah. And then you worry about like other shit, like, uh, you know, like I remember distinctly being so exhausted. And of course, you know, the mom is getting it much worse than you are. <laughs> She's also going through postpartum depression, which is throwing it all into a lot of fun. You know, you exactly. got half suicidal mommy and, and then the little girl is like, and you're like trying to get some sleep yourself, but you can't. And so I remember I'd be laying on the sofa and I'd have Sam, like I'd be on my back. I'd have Sam kind of in between the cushion and my chest just there. And I could get like little 30 second cat naps in. Yeah. And even she couldn't get away. She was yeah. maybe like a month old. Yeah. But then you're like so paranoid you're going to be down. Fuck them yeah. up somehow. Exactly. Um, it's yeah, like if they throw in a bunch of anxiety inducing weed on top of that would be a huge mistake. It was a bad news. Yeah. And I just yeah. decided it was done. So anyway, let's move Smart. on. Uh, yep. Wait, what did Niblet say? The heroic, the heroic does sound great on Rogan, but really that's not fun. Sean says it's way worse for men, of course. <laughs> I know. We have to study the ship all the time. Well, I tell you what, my wife was deathly ill both of her pregnancies the entire way through, hospitalized multiple times, blah, 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 which is why I was really flabbergasted when she said she wanted to do it again. And then um, and then my kids all had reflux. So I didn't sleep for the nine months, and then I didn't sleep for the six months. And it was like, you know, and I didn't want my wife not to sleep. So I was like, go, go sleep. I'll take stay. Yeah. Oh, dose. Oh, dose, D-O-S-E is what he meant. Okay, all right, let's get into it. Uh, I have not been paying attention to staking yields, but evidently they are dumping like a log in... Uh, in uh... <laughs> shit, what? what the fuck? I don't know why I ran out He says, I still don't know why men have nipples. I couldn't do anything helpful. No, you <laughs> can't, man. I didn't try. Did you try out that milking machine, buddy? <laughs> uh, evidently, uh, staking yields are uh, estimated to fall to 3% by year's end and later could fall below 1% because everybody's getting in on the game. 
um, which we're talking about ETH staking. ETH staking. Yeah, this is Ethereum staking, which okay. is interesting because there is a shit ton of money piling into new protocols and investing in new protocols that are playing in the liquid staking and game and all of that. Now, the interesting thing is that actually makes it interesting for projects like Raft and Swell and others who are leveraging your staking into more revenue and opportunities, lending, stable coins, um, yield farming, et cetera. So um, it actually might make those um, secondary protocols even more attractive for a staking perspective, fracks, et cetera. So um, um, anyway, uh, it's, uh, but I had no idea it had been dropping so steadily. I hadn't looked at it recently. Let's take a look real quick at what Lido's offering or saying they're offering uh currently on their website what it's dropped down to yeah 3.8 percent 4.3 percent on polygon on a 5.5 percent because nobody wants to do it um yeah i'm still getting 180 percent off on genome eth pool on camelot so really there's so many yeah there's so many play, like i was looking at azumi finance today on just up on zk sync there's like pools in there you know azumi and eth that like you know 470% or something like that. I mean, there are, there is yield out there. I mean, yeah. I'm not sitting on a stack of 10,000 ETH looking to like get 5% on it. Right. I get that game, but you know, I think that we have to always remember if we stay on the edge that we'll always find those high, high yield plays. Um, and then just kind of take the winnings sort of like back to the main bank, basically. And you know, I guess that's ETH and BTC or stables. Right. Um, but you can still get that. I, th I think it's, if people look at like this strategy, like the ones you're talking about with the collapsing yields and yep. think of that as bank accounts and then go out and find the, the stuff on the edge that we look at and think of that as like, you know, you know, play in equities or something, you know, where you're, you're, you know, you're betting more or taking risk and then bring the proceeds back. You can still have fun. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree, dude. Totally agree. Um, I was trying to find, I must have closed these. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. You remember those sites I used to go for for looking for the yields? Can you think of what they fucking were? Pornhub.com? No. <laughs> no, wasn't it on DeFi Llama? Didn't think, DeFi Llama? I don't think DeFi Llama has quite the search capabilities as... Um, it was one you used to go to. Was it Manson? Oh. No. Naval oh, fuck. Somebody, if somebody's listening has a better brain than my 57-year-old brain, could you please um, step up and let me know what the fuck it was? Niblet says, Canto No yeah. LP is still printing 109% APY. Niblet, is that on... Um, uh, are you doing that on Beefy or Direct? Or is that Velocimeter? I presume that's for Shizzy. Niblet's. Sorry. Niblets, 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 niblets. Let's see. What no, I mean Sean's comment. Sean's oh, comment. What do you say? You need to Google clamps too. <laughs> <laughs> Direct. He said Beefy's cut is too high. Oh, interesting. Let me see. Uh, LP interface. Oh, Canto note. I'm not logged in. Wait a minute. Where do we? Let me. Why am I seeing zero? Oh, there we go. 101 point. Oh, that's Canto, Canto Adam. Canto note is 82.45% today. See, people already aped in on you, dude. People already aped in on you, niblets. Okay. Um, let's see here. 
Uh, bu- 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 is this starting to, this kind of feels like just, you know, we just have a chat with our friends, Joe. For what? The show. The show is just really a chat with our pals. I think it's better that way. Then, I mean, I know some people like to see us argue and stuff like that, but I really don't like it. And I think when I see the comments, everybody talking about how there's so much crypto bro kind of over the top bullshit on some of these other shows. I think this is like the opposite of it, right? Yeah. 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 I think that's um, what people really want from us. Anyhow, so it doesn't mean they don't fighting, want other stuff. But I'm going to make another DeFi, non-DeFi uh, point here. I just tweeted it. Listen, people, Roseanne Barr is an idiot. <laughs> she used to be fucking hilarious. I, I loved her as a comedian before she lost her mind. But if you're a dem and you're spending your time on trying to make her, make it look like this woman thinks 6 million Jews didn't die and they should have, you're a complete fucking idiot. Wait, 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 what? What's um, going on? There's a clip of her trying to make a joke in an interview on some right wing show where she was being sarcastic about, about being blocked on YouTube and Facebook and everything for the things that right wing people say. Um, and so then she was trying to be sarcastic and make a joke and say, the nobody died. The Holocaust didn't happen. The Holocaust didn't happen, and six million didn't die, but they should have. Blah blah blah. She was joking. She was just making. Oh, I see. Joke. Yeah, but it was poorly delivered. It, you know, felt like a rock. But now all of these people on the left are like retweeting her and talking about how she hates Jews. And by the way, oh. she's one hundred percent Jewish. She says it on the show, and it's just like, pick your outrage, people. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Well, you know what? Quickly, real quickly, it reminds me of when. I don't know if a lot of people probably do remember this, but when the when Colbert played the character on the John Stewart show, where he was the right wing uh, commentator, yeah. or and you know, um, it, you know, I mean, I don't know how people didn't see that it was satire or you know comedy, but people believed it was real. Uh, it's incredible, you know. So you know, you gotta, you know, I guess it's a language thing or something, but. You know, try to understand the nuance around the comment and well, the circumstances and context she would of actually it. Say that I know she's an insane idiot, but she's not going yeah. to say that. And she says in the interview, "I'm Jewish." It's like, come on, people. Anyway, uh, she can Sequoia, say whatever she wants. Yeah, yeah, Sequoia partner Alfred Lin is standing by their two hundred thirteen million dollar investment in crypto and set uh, at crypto exchange FTX and said he would do it again. I don't know. I don't can't make this up. Well, I mean, so so look, so they're probably in you know the highest category of preferred stock. So they're the last to get liquidated. So out of the bankruptcy, you know what's happening now. They're probably already making money, is my guess. Well, I, okay, I, I, on value. I, I think the point is, I think he's trying to say that they thought it was a good investment at the time, and if they had the same information, they would say think it was a good investment today. And I, yeah, like we didn't get snookered by SBF. You know, we just invested in the fundamentals of the operation where we thought the market was going to be in 10 years because we're right. fucking geniuses. Exactly. And yeah, we didn't get do it. real. Uh, look, they got suckered in. I mean, you just look at that blog post they wrote about him. It was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in the end, they're going to make money. Yep. You know, I mean, we'll look what the valuations back up to, I think, what, the eight, nine billion dollar range? Yeah. Of, uh, you know, and so I would think when they, I mean, I don't know when Sequoia got in, but I suspect it was in the sub billion dollar range. Yeah. Um, usually those guys are in, in the sub 500 or they get so many warrants and rackets and things thrown on 
that it, you know, DCA's them down really low. But yeah, um, I would bet they're already up 10x at this Probably point, so. at least. Probably so. Yeah. Um, but I don't like that hubris. I don't like that hubris like like you as well. So yeah, it's kind of yeah. cocky. It's just like, too cocky. A mistake. Well, just fucking admit it. You, you go, thank God it worked. The cabin's worked out for us, basically. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah. But we have that one up. You, you didn't yeah. do the right diligence. You didn't really check out what was going on on the ground there. And you, you screwed up, whatever. Uh, this was interesting. Um, uh, of the 14 investments, uh, crypto investments this week or last week, um, $50 million was funded. I'm going to go through some startups here in a minute. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Where was it? I wanted to find it. Um, anyway, uh, most of it was concentrated in DeFi is the point. And this is why I went back to the DeFi raises group uh, table at, uh, at uh, DeFi Llama. Uh, because DL News is DeFi Llama, by the way. So everybody knows when I get oh. them. It is uh, owned by the founders of DeFi Llama, which is, you know, for me, the one of the best in terms of journalism. Uh, by the way, they did a really good job of recovery from that debacle of a few months ago when somebody was taking the code and two founders were pissed off. Remember yeah, they that? Did. DeFi Llama? Yeah, they, they really did. recovered from that well. Yeah, they did. Kudos. They really did. So uh, I wanted to start taking a look at, uh, I, we've done this before, but I thought it'd be fun to take a look through or, or not fun, uh, but I thought it'd be fun <laughs> to take a look at through and see what's been getting funded. Um, the, I think I went back through like mid June uh, on some of these and pulled out some, um, not everyone in the list is there. This one is interesting to me. Look, I love lens protocol and, and I think it has a ton of potential, right? So just for people that haven't played with lens yet, um, Lens is a decentralized social network um, infrastructure on chain on Polygon, right? Um, and they released without an interface to it um, with the goal of saying to people, hey, create, use this system, use this platform to build other kinds of social media applications. And so we have Twitter, YouTube-like uh, copies. Um, we have Facebook-like copies. We have kind of unique shit that's being done. Um we have people like the guy we had on last week. Um, the AI um, dude. Yeah, he's doing some shit specifically with NFTs on Leinster and his um, that NFT system, that dashboard with the cool spaceship interface. That's uh, going to be happening on Leinster as well. So, Was he Strudel? Was he Strudel? Yeah, he's Strudel. Okay, got it. Okay, thanks. So it's great shit, right? But here's what I'm trying to understand. There's no token. There's no NFTs. Um, big name investors invested $15 million in the funding round. What, what's the exit? Well, I mean, what, what are they investing in? Yeah. Maybe there's, you know, a future token offer opportunity or something like maybe. that. You know, I, I mean, it is Ave. So maybe they're just trying to make sure they have a good relationship with Ave. Right. I mean, that's who built it is Ave. Right. But I mean, you're talking IDEO, Collab Ventures, General Catalyst, Variant, Blockchain Capital, Palm Tree, A Capital. I mean, you know, these are these are names. Good firms. Yeah. yeah. And then Hayden Adams from Uniswap, um, OpenSea co-founder Alex Atala, uh, Balaji, um, Sandbox co-founder Emily, uh, Emily Yang, a Polygon co-founder Sandeep. Um, I get it. I think it's important for the environment, but I mean, for the environment of DeFi, but what I don't understand is what they're buying. 
Maybe it's just like a grant. I, I don't know, but they talk about raising a round, right? $15 million round. So I don't get it. I'm glad to see it. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy to see Lens uh, having some opportunities here, but uh, I don't get it. Niblets, Niblets has a request. Can we talk about what the fuck is happening with BCH doubling in price this week? I can't make sense of that. I I don't even fucking pay attention to BCH. I didn't know it had doubled in value. It's something to do with Sovereign, I think. Wasn't that... Uh... Sovereign is not doing anything with Bitcoin. No, there was something... Because you look at it, <clears throat> it's been up, but there was... Was also doing it. The guy that we, you, the guy in Strudel too, he was doing something with BCH for some reason. It, it ties into ordinals or something. Well, because remember, I don't think he's, doing any, he's not doing anything with BCH. Here's the one thing I would think I thought here. I saw it is VBCH on his site or my confusing no, projects. No, okay. no, I think you're confusing projects. All right. Um, here's the, here's the benefit of, of Bitcoin Cash over Bitcoin for ordinals and, and all of that is the blockchain size, the block size, right? You get a larger block size with BCH. And so if you were doing this ordinal type stuff and this inscriptions and you wanted to store bigger size files and have it be cheaper, it'd be better on Bitcoin Cash. Unfortunately, it's not Bitcoin. So at the end of the day, it's just a fork of Bitcoin and it's not going to have the cachet of storing your shit and your applications on the blockchain that is Bitcoin. And so I'd... I don't get it. And I, I'm sorry, Niblets. I have no idea what's driving the price up. Um, maybe it's, you know, maybe um, maybe uh, um, CZ's making a play and wants to, uh, well, I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah, man, it is up. It's way up. Like, yeah, it's been going for a couple of days. And, and there was, I swear to God, when I was on, where's this damn strudel finance again? Um. I saw when I was looking at something today, I saw a bunch of like, aren't they doing the bridging thing where you stake stuff and wrap it into like their uh, stoodle? Well, we'll figure it out next time. Um, but yeah, there was something where it was being required or being used for something. Yeah. It's interesting. Look, I mean. Well, who's the big BCH uh, savant out there? Sean, he might know something. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Talking shit. Let's go back to the role of raises and see what else is getting money this last week or two weeks. Uh, Nibble says BCH proving Sean po Sean's point. It doesn't have to make sense to make money. Absolutely. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, uh, Tyco. I can't remember what this one was. Let me hold it. I have it open. I think. Of course not. This is. The, oh, you know what? These are the ones I opened last. So um, they raised twenty-two million dollars across two funding rounds in a mission to build a decentralized and Ethereum equivalent Type One zk EVM. So what I, I did go read some of their shit, and um, from what I got from it, um, they're trying to be ethereum without being a layer on ethereum uh but they got money from sequoia china um and a bunch of other big players but i didn't we strongly believe the principles that made ethereum the default settlement layer of the open web decentralization permissionless and security must be upheld at all cost in layer two solutions um so i guess they're doing some kind of layer two solution i don't know what the fuck it is i, I don't want to spend any more time on it but um 22 million uh, AI compute protocol Gensys raises $43 million led by, um, 
A16Z, but it's blockchain-based AI compute. Um, and I think I had their website open. Let me see. Um, this is another play on the decentralizing the compute, similar to um, Akash. But again, I think this one is more kind of everyman oriented than large scale oriented, whereas Akash is provisioning from people that are hosting a lot of GPUs. This is one that is making use of the GPUs um, on desktops, on homes and computers, on your own, you know, maybe you have one GPU somewhere. So um, again, I think these are really good plays. I think there's a ton of opportunity rather than just being kind of the GPU, GPU provisioning uh, service. I'd really like to see some of these start integrating um, on-chain access to LLMs and people doing computation on some faster chains. I think there's a lot of opportunities to um, secure and prove the provenance of a lot of the data that's using, being used in these um, models. I think there's a ton of fucking opportunity for blockchain and AI um, and I think there is a, an incredible amount of revenue to be made um, from this. And I think that there is an opportunity for, for crypto to become the haven for open source AI, right? So that's not the open AI, although despite the name of the world, but that's like Llama that Facebook is open sourced. There's an application that I've been using called uh, GPT for all, which is allows you to run local AI models on your machine using a CPU. So even if you don't have a GPU, you can run a $13 billion, a 13 billion um, model LLM on your machine um, using CPUs. And those are only going to improve. My point being, um, I like AI plays in blockchain. I think there's a lot that can be brought to the table from blockchain proving where data came from, securing and helping pay people that are providing data and images and information, creating marketplaces of data that get fed in to create custom models, fine tuning, um, prompt marketplaces, um, compute, GPU, compute, storage capabilities. I think there are a ton of opportunities. So the more I see of this in DeFi, the more I like it. Um, I think that, um, you know, uh, Hasib has said that, um, AI needs money. And I, that, he doesn't mean it from the investment perspective. It needs transactional money. It needs the ability for people to lease and use models and data so that other people that are creating these and doing the hard work of computing it um, are getting paid for it because it costs a lot of money to use GPUs to create these things. So the idea of per use, microtransactions, there's all kinds of models here that could really end up, and I don't know where they're all going to go, but I think there is a ton of friggin' potential for AI to have a really big play on blockchain and DeFi. So I'm hoping we see more and more of these investments. So any, any thoughts there, Joe? Oh, sorry, dude. I was uh, look, researching BCH. Um, <laughs> no, I put a link in the channel in the, in the Mission DeFi Telegram chat in the Bitcoin piece or the Ordinal okay. Bitcoin one. So good information. It's either talking about BlackRock and it's talking about ordinals and the big block size, like you mentioned. But, you know, I didn't read the whole thing, but it's in there for everybody who wants to check it out.
Here's another AI crypto investment. Um, Salesforce Venture Capital Arm investing $6 million into Mnemonic HQ, which is an NFT-based play, again, uh, related to um, data, storing data and approving provenance of data and licensing data for use in large language models, which are the models that we all use, like ChatGPT, et cetera, to utilize AI. So um, Salesforce, I did watch it. I watched actually a demo the other day of some of the shit that Salesforce is deploying in the AI space and -hmm. they're going hard and heavy into it. So this is a really smart investment for them, um, to invest in, you know, another play kind of for data provenance and, and storage and, and legitimacy in the AI space. So, uh, mnemonic HQ, uh, making the growing universe of NFT data accessible and actionable through powerful APIs, but they are doing an AI play uh, around that. So uh, glad to see that. Um, let's see. What wait, else. wait. So that was what I always, when I'm thinking about stuff like this, like when I see Salesforce and I'm like, you know, what are they trying to do? You know, and you can kind of see where with business going more remote or being more remote or, people working, you know, virtually or distance wise, you know, is that eventually in a metaverse or is it already in a metaverse, you know, and how do you operate in there? And I, and I guess that's where AI is going to intersect in with all of that in some way, shape or form um, to well, make look, those worlds work. I mean, I see a metaverse AI collision of some sort. I, I um, definitely think there could some potential for it. You know, it's like when we were talking to Carlos last week, right? He's mm-hmm. got, He's got AI generating worlds and characters and storyline and narrative in a somewhat yeah. of, a, of a very simplified metaverse, right? And, and that's one of the ways this can be utilized. For me, there are more kind of infrastructure fundamental things that have to happen for AI to succeed in an open source way, right? Mm-hmm. We, we've, you know, all of this talk of regulation of AI is just pitiful because at the end of the day, the only people that are going to qualify for that and have the money to qualify for that are the big commercial closed source players like ChatGPT, right? But I mean, OpenAI. But the the there are a t- there's a ton, I mean, a shit ton of open source applications, large language models, data embedding capabilities, database capabilities that are being released every friggin' day. I have this constant firehose of of AI related tech data coming into me. And what I think there's an opportunity to do is to more legit, excuse me, more legitimize the AI components and infrastructure utilizing crypto and blockchain. So payment models, data storage models, proving data, who owns the data that's supplied to train the models. There's a ton GPU provisioning for doing and computing on the module. I think that there's a real strong play for um, blockchain to have a play. Now, if I had a high performance blockchain or a high mm-hmm. performance DAG as, as Shizzy uh, referenced Phantom yesterday, I would orient myself to that play, right? I would orient my chain to being that provider of everything. Like here's where you're, we have a provider that's doing GPU provisioning. We have the speed, we have the capability to do this, this, and this, and this, right? Like I would go from a biz dev perspective hardcore after every open source project, every project that's open sourcing, every company that's open sourcing their data, every GPU provisioning service, everything to get them on my chain. That would be my focus if I were a leader of a chain. So anyway. It almost seems to me like somebody, one of those entities has to maybe buy one of these chains 
or acquire one of these chains. I mean, there's too many chains. We know we say it all the time, but if say like, and I'm not, I'm just pick, saying them because they're big, but you know, if you take like what metaverse has and what they've tried to build, I mean, meta and their, their metaverse project, and then somehow blend that in with all the, uh, uh, AR, VR, AI stuff that they're working on in other areas and a chain, you know, high performance chain like that, then they have the critical mass to make it viable on that chain, pretty much any chain, really. And that would be pretty interesting to see that kind of scenario. Yeah, you would have a trust issue with somebody taking over a chain, but there are plenty of really smart people at some of these chains that are high performance and low fee that could really go hardcore from a biz dev perspective about build and, and building themselves about going after this community, right? AI is like flying fast and furious. They can provide a revenue model. They can provide storage, you know, all the shit I've been saying like 400 yeah. years now and, well, and own a market. Like, it's like what we were talking about yesterday with relation to ship to phantom. It's like, I'm not saying phantom should do this, and it may not be appropriate for it, but all of the performance enhancements that they are doing, all the things they are doing to make this better and all of the problem they've had in the past with retaining and, and, and growing from biz dev, I would go hard after this. I would like go really hard after it, but that's just me. Well, it seems like, you know, if again, you know, I have, I was thinking about like genomes dial again and, you know, uh, life sciences and things like that, where the size of the data files is so huge, um, that could be a fundamental underpinning of, you know, the personalized medicine space. I mean, that application really could take up an entire chain and oh, be yeah. the whole chain. So, you know, when you think about things like UBI, um, you think about things like, you know, what we were just talking about with the, with the AI um, intersections needing a chain, things like that. Those, I'm not really saying go in and like a, you know, hostilely take over a chain. I'm more talking about partnership or, oh, you know, yeah, merger yeah. or something like that. But maybe that's what happens to all the chains. They all kind of specialize around either a vertical market or a very specific application. Absolutely. I think they you have know. to. I think they have yeah. to get to that point. I agree. I agree, man. So that could be so. So we should all be thinking as a community then about what chains do we really like out there? (laughs) Which ones? Because there's a lot left over from 1718 that are really good. Yep. Um, And then there's new stuff that pops up that sort of, you know, uh, rethought the basic concepts and maybe has better tech. Um, But it just has, you know, doesn't have the time in, 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 in use, so to speak. Um, but as a community, go look and figure out which ones. I mean, we always talk about Cancer. We talk about Phantom. But, you know, you did a show with Horizon Labs. You did a show with Casper um, Network or Casper Labs. So uh, we talked about Core Dow in the past. You know, they got a $200 million fund now. So I think we look at all these and see how they approach this problem. Yep, absolutely. Um, and see which ones run for this type of solution. I mean, it might be an indicator of some kind. Niblet says, I've noticed Bloomberg posting jobs for AI prompt researcher to improve their Bloomberg terminal user experience. Yeah, he said press releases are hot air. Even investment can be vapor, but headcount requires show real intent request. Re- yes, requisition show real request intent. I agree. Sheezy said, yeah, I feel like Andre and Michael Kong have a lot coming after FVM. The biz dev guy, Juan, was a huge pickup for them. I have bad news, Shizzy. Yeah. Juan is no longer um, a daily... Uh, he's not. He's no longer an employee of the foundation. 
Um, there were, and, and, and it's not because he doesn't want to, or they don't want him. Um, it was some, uh, regulatory concerns that he has. Um, but so he is no longer, um, an actual employee. He's still advising and guiding and stuff, but sadly, as much as we were all excited about Juan, um, being on their team, he is no longer on the phantom team. Uh, I'm hoping though, that, um, others will pick it up and, and do as much as he was doing. So we'll see what happens. Um, Connext raised, uh, what did I do with that? Uh, Connext raised $7.5 million on a $250 million uh, valuation, having total raise of $23.2 million. Um, this is, I, I haven't taken a deep dive in this. I think we've looked at them before, but um, they're trying to take, um, uh, this whole concept of bridging and get rid of that concept and make it a tightly integrated end-to-end experience like this interchain thing. I think there's a Cosmos um, relationship here, but I am absolutely not sure about that. It may have been another one that I was looking at earlier. I'm just mixing them up. Um, but I'm going to take a closer look at Connext because their claims seem pretty powerful. We'll just have to see if it actually um, materializes into uh, something real or not. We'll just see. So uh, this was interesting. Um, this is a DSI play, Joe. Um, this oh, is Brian Armstrong's uh, research hub, uh, raised $5 million from OSS Capital and Ian Allison. Um, and the idea behind this, let me see if I have it open. The idea so we the gene. is to create, is to create a uh, platform for um uh, uh, supporting research as well as for places for research to be discussed and, and worked on together, et cetera, et cetera. I, I'm not sure what exactly the blockchain play is here unless it's just um, to prove work done at a specific time or to pay and sponsor work to be done uh, in experiments. But um, I do find it interesting and certainly uh, love the idea of more scientific research scrutiny and work being done utilizing crypto for, for payments and storage and community. So, uh, anyway. Yeah. I don't know exactly what that model is, but it seems more like, um, there was an open, there was a DSI or open side movement back in like 18, 19. I think it's still going on. I want to say, uh, who introduced me to these guys? It was Samson Williams. Remember Samson? Mm-hmm. He was like a, a prolific on Twitter for a while yeah. on LinkedIn. Um, a uh, guy from actually Florida, but I met him in D.C. a few times. Um, he introduced me to a guy named Sean Mannion, M-A-N-I-O-N, some Ph.D. who's got a, uh, you know, it's all about these guys are more about open science, you know, having all the stuff out there where That's anybody can go is. look yeah. at it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's fitting more into that realm of DSI than, say, like the genomes DAO type of DSI, you know, the stuff that we know more. Right, right, this is right. more like Wikipedia's this of is research. general basically. horizontal play, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it says, Research Hub's users are rewarded with research coin for publishing, reviewing, criticizing, and collaborating in the open. Once earned, research coin gives users the ability to create bounties, tip other users, and gain voting rights within community decision making. Research Hub and Research Coin are um, maintained and improved through a partnership between Research Hub and Research Hub Technologies. So they're basically building a system for people to publish research and to scrutinize research and to get rewarded for participating in research. Um, and I'm assuming there will be mechanisms for. Uh, earning crypto for funding projects. Um, people will be able to post, um, you know, ideas they have for research and maybe get funded, you know, maybe, 
you know, maybe Robert Kennedy can actually do some research um, we'll see, <laughs> and, and get funded. Um, you know what's interesting, though? You know what's really interesting, Brad, is that, okay, so remember when we were doing all the encryption work, and it's the same thing that, like, say, Genome Style is doing in that right. uh, you're basically putting the DNA sequences into a wallet, let's say, you know, wallet-like thing, like, you know, metamask kind of thing or ledger kind of thing. And, um, and then when researchers come and they're doing a study that, that needs genetic genomic data, they come in and research for certain variants in these genes that they're looking at. I wonder if Brian Armstrong's platform, um, you know, since it's research heavy or all about research, and I'm, I'm sure it's, you know, journal articles, mostly things like that. But it sounds like there might be a decent partnership opportunity there. Absolutely. Because anybody writing a research article these days, yeah. I mean, how much of it has genomic uh, or genetic underpinnings? You know, sure. in, 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 it's got to be the third, I would think, or something like that. I mean, even That's with true. viruses, you know, they're sequencing the viruses and pandemic type stuff. So, yep. you know, I wonder if there's an application to merge those, his research audiences that Brian Armstrong's putting together with, you know, genome style. So, so yeah could be cool i'll mention it to aldo after yeah, yeah, the show definitely, definitely. yeah um I mean, there's, there's a, a link for that shoot it to me right? look at this like yeah. twelve thousand papers published yeah so you know look if you're i mean because here's what i would be saying to like aldo and the genome style guys is that you want to get a coinbase listing write a research paper put it in here and get people <laughs> looking at it and they'll all be like then brian will be looking down there one time and he'll be like what the hell's that you know? <laughs> he'll be like why aren't they listed you know, know so and these guys are in london or they're in the uk so and also in switzerland so there's no regulatory issues with them yeah um, shizzy said he was sorry to hear about Sh juan by the way um, yeah juan's a great guy yeah, he said it won't be about the well, chain, it will be about the dApps that choose the chain. I had an Xbox and I loved it, but Spider-Man was on Sony, so now I have a PS5. Yeah, I totally get that, but you can make you can make it your mission from a biz dev perspective, uh, like the biz dev machine at Polygon, to Ooh. recruit what you want, right? Polygon went broad horizontal. I would say that um, if you're one of the 400 million chains um, on the DeFi Llama list, you may want to pick a niche, right? And you can grow into horizontal because I'll look. If you if you think about what AI is going to be, it is going to be our compute. It is going to be our interface. Yeah. It is going to be everything. It's going to replace apps. It's going to replace every aspect of computing that we know it. There will be many times where we don't even need a screen anymore. Um, all of the tasks that we do, all the applications we do, will be us telling an AI to compute it and give us insights on it. And so if you are the chain that hosts all of the open source projects and GPUs and has this off-chain store, off storage mechanism and has all of the capabilities and you are the payment mechanism for it, I think you got a pretty bright future. So I'm just saying that would be my play um, if I had a chain and had control of a chain that had the capability to do it properly and had the performance to do it properly. And so I, uh, that would be my, my priority. What do I know? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, I think it depends on how, you know, I mean, obviously, will the dogs eat the dog food is the one thing. So somehow you have to attract the protocols, like Nibby's yep. saying. Yep. But at the same time, you could define through branding and positioning, like you were saying, what type of chain you are right. and orient toward those then market to those, comp those protocols that fit best with your chain. 
Like, let's say you were doing the D side thing or a D side chain. Right. Um, or, you know, another, anything, any area, you know, then you could orient toward that and sell to that, that vertical market, why you're the one they should be at. Absolutely. Um, so I don't know. I think it can go both ways. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, one of the things I noticed a lot of activity in the funding space, and I didn't pull them all up in Singapore, um, East Asia, a lot. I mean, a lot. Um, I saw three different payment uh, providers for crypto, like uh, gateways payment, you know, they're providing infrastructure for people that want to integrate crypto into their payment systems. Uh, this is Poco, a Singapore and Vietnam based startup uh, born from a project called Shapa and they pivoted away, which was a social commerce play. They raised $4.5 million to make Web3 payments easier. Um, so two things I noticed a lot, a lot of Asia and a lot of payments uh, orientation. I also noticed a couple of centralized exchanges. I don't think I loaded any of them up, but if I did, we'll get to it. Uh, this one is, uh, I don't know, intuition, uh, enable individuals to create, explore, curate, and own a verifiable, verifiable knowledge ecosystem that helps us na navigate our exponential world. No idea what that means. You know, it almost sounds like, who are we talking to? Um, oh, it's an identity startup. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that's no, no. And I feel like identity startups are kind of a dime a dozen and they'll be They're everywhere now. So I, I, yeah. I, I'm kind of over it. Um, well, you know, I picked up a domain name on ZK Sync today just because I was like nothing. Um, and it links to your wallet address, which is assuming there's some link from your wallet addresses to you. You know, that is identity yeah. going forward, you know, so. So there's these like specialized apps around it. I, I'm with you. I think they're just, they're just a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. Well, like, and it's like, I mean, look, um, on Canto, there are, there were already two name based systems, right? And I registered yeah. a few Canto domains, DeFi I got and Brad and whatever. Um, but this week, um, one of the original founders of Canto launched a namespace play that actually is really pretty cool and does it and has a mechanism in it to prevent people from squatting on domains. You can't go in and type in the name you want. You go in and buy a set of tiles with yeah. like a dollar, depending on how many you're buying, they're like between a dollar and $18 per tray of tiles look like Scrabble tiles, right? Graphically you buy a set of tiles and so I bought, I bought 10 sets of tiles, right? Well, within all of those tiles, I was able to pull out characters from the tiles to create my name, right? But you may only buy three tile sets of tiles and you don't have enough to spell your name. And so you're gonna have to come up with something else you want, or you're gonna have to buy more tiles for it. But the cool thing is, is it's not an open system where you can just go in and say, I want Brad, right? You, 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 you actually have to work at it to get it there. And then they have emojis and, um, all kinds of other characters and symbols you can use as your name. And then their plan is that this will be a tightly, a tightly integrated identity system as well as kind of a URL system for the chain. So, you know, yeah, folks that are doing that at kind of the chain level are going to have a much better chance of doing it kind of broadly, whatever. Now, there is an argument to be made for cross-chain identity. Right. Like if you can solve the cross chain identity system and allow me to attach all kinds of useful functionality around it and it's me every chain I go to, that's interesting. Um, but I don't know that I, I, I don't know that it's going to be that big a play. So we'll see. Um, well, you know, I remember when like domain names came out in the 90s and remember when people were 
speculating on them and selling them, you yeah. know, cash.com, all of that. Yeah. I always was looking at that and I was like going, um, you know, I always assume people are smarter than they are. So I'm like, how long is this really going to last? Eventually there's going to be, a, you know, you're going to be a button or something else that you don't, or a voice thing. It's not going to be like typing something on the URL line. Right. And sure enough, you know what? <laughs> 25 years later, everybody's still doing that same thing. You know, yeah. half the people are still putting www dot something on their thing. You know, it's like, it's ridiculous. Yep. Um, so I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I was the ZK Sync ones might have some kind of multi-chain identity piece. I, I thought it said something like that, but I didn't read too deep. Um, but you know, if everybody, you know, if everybody's got ten different domain names and you're running across all these other chains, it's going to get quite cluttered fast. Yep. yep. And there's going to be another protocol that comes on that says, "Okay, register your ten domain names with this one unique identifier." that then, you know, is you everywhere. Um, it seems like it's always going to have another layer into it to, to take the data quantity down. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. Okay. Absolutely. Niblet says, uh, biz dev in a multi-sided market is a harsh, harsh game and quickly becomes winner take all, which means no dabblers don't play if you aren't financed to be that winner who takes all. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, and I think that the critical piece here for us for this world is if you're going to play that game from a blockchain perspective or from a chain perspective, you better provide the tools to make it high performant, easy. And that shows them that you are a part of this, right? How can you integrate core components of what makes um, AI work into what you're providing to them? You've got to make that part of it easy. You have to take developers who are not crypto developers, right? Who are developing applications, models, whatever, and make what they're used to work there. You can't be forcing no. them to become fucking Solidity developers, right? You, that That is not yeah. going to work. What you may want, though, is to recruit Solidity developers to build applications that makes all the AI guys' lives easier. And that's maybe an angle that you take. It's like, first, I'm going to get the apps built. Then I'm going to bring in the, the players in the AI space. I don't know how it would work. I haven't thought through it long enough and hard enough, but I think it's a play. So anyway. Well, yeah, it's going to be some kind of a scrum pile like that, yeah. you know, that, that it all sorts out. Because just think about how much, you know, so many, a good three or four or five major disrupting sort of um, directions being taken at the same time. Yeah. You know, in, in, in let's just say tech, I guess yeah. is a better way to put it. Yeah. Um, and I'm just thinking mainly about, you know, software and crypto and things like that. I'm not even thinking about the life sciences side or the, you know, the astrophysics side. Um, so, you know, how those all merge together, it's always a mosh pit, you know, and whoever the best one will win, I guess. Yep, absolutely. Um, this was interesting only to me from the uh, bit to me as a centralized exchange raised $15 million. The interesting thing to me is that it was Telefonica putting 15 million. Uh, centralized exchange focusing on Spain and Latin America. So it's all in Spanish. Um, but Telefonica making a play here is really, really interesting to me. Um, and um, starts you thinking more and more about kind of the European approach to crypto versus the um, American approach to crypto. Is Tele Telefonica a, a Spain-based telecommunications Tele company? Tele Telefonica is okay. huge, huge Got it. company. There was another one over... Yeah, there was another big Spanish one that did like content that I was... It was a weird like three-letter name, but... Um, yeah, no, and don't underestimate, you know, to your point, Brad, the connection between Spain 
and South America yep. um, and how that ties in through Miami. Yep. Um, you know, yeah, where a lot of, yeah. So, I mean, this is the type of thing with Telefonica in there. You're kind of thinking, are they thinking something along the lines of like Toby Rush redeem, you know, different or, you know, just phone wallets or what, but they're definitely talking about, I think, from what you said, enabling a giant network to allow all of these things to happen on it, yeah. you know, for in, in Spanish. Yeah. You know, it's for South America. To me that, they, that they were willing to uh, uh, take a bet like that because they're a very old school conservative. Yeah. You know, telephone company. Well, it's um, as old money as it gets, basically European old money. Yeah. So Aptos, the chain is backing uh, this project Concordia, which is a multi-chain risk and collateral management protocol. So what I got from their website, I believe, is it's basically a modular component system for developers to utilize to build lending, borrowing, et cetera, platforms. Um, and I think, what was their funding round? Hold on, let me see if I have that open. $4 million by Tribe Cap and Kraken Ventures. Um, so interesting, interesting play. I didn't even know Kraken had a venture capital arm. Um, that's something I think I want to check out. Not in either. Yeah. Um, maybe it's new. Who knows? Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it looks like it is new. Oh, it's, they joined Twitter in February 2021, and they have never tweeted. So there you go. Uh, okay. And then, of course, um, where would we be if we didn't have a cat game funded uh, in the latest rounds? Let me see what they got. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me see what uh, the cat game raised. Uh, Cat Paradise, uh, they're mm -hmm. not telling me here. Uh, Cat Paradise raised on the 20th. Um, they're not disclosing the amount, I guess. Um, but they got funding from Y2Z, Second Live, Mask Network, Emergo, Initiate, and Moon Capital. I've heard of none of those. Um, but, you know, Cat Game. Maybe it's a gaming platform and it's more than that, but. What is it like shooting cats or something? What is it about? It's I mean, what do you need? Cat Paradise. Let me go back to where I am. Another Crypto Kitties kind of play. Here we go. Play to Earn Pets Social Network, AR Cat Open World. <laughs> AR Cat. Open I love my world. Cat. Well, let's see if they tell us. Oh, nice, cute graphics. A little. So. Dingaling, dingaling. I, I, I. Is this a metaverse for cat lovers? Is that what we're talking about here? Play to earn. Yes, it is. It okay. kind of seems like all the games before Roblox came out. Just in a little bit, I'm looking yeah. at here. You know. Yeah. yeah. Like what? Like why? Yeah. I mean, somebody put money into it. Oh, they got AR built into this. Oh, that's kind of yeah. cute. Oh, that's a cute idea. I like that. Can you do something with your own cat in the game? Like, uh, is there a way you cool. could create an AR version of your own cat and deploy yeah, it in the game or something? one that looks like your cat? Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe you put him in front of the cat, the webcam or oh, something like that. And... Picture. Look, there's your cat. Oh, neat. That's kind of cute. I got to say, that's pretty cute. Because then they could go, you could sell people badges and just different things around their cat. So are your and it's their cat. Teased? Yeah. Okay, that's enough cat. Um, yeah, I'm done with I it. love my cats. That's that's enough. But anyway, I'm allergic. Um, they do not I'm disclose how cats. much they've. Oh, 
This is a, oh, that's interesting. This is a ton what? play. Uh, tell the old telegram blockchain, the open network. <laughs> that's huh. now that makes sense, even more sense, right? You got a much more consumery, um, play on the ton network. Nah, Nibby's uh, Cougar, Cougar Warren goes meow to Brad. <laughs> Niblet says, Does mommy Warren like cats? Um. So vast potential of the metaverse with our innovative approach and integration of AR cats. Cat Paradise will create a virtual world where anyone can immerse themselves in enchanting and interactive experiences. I assume you've got to buy NFTs, et cetera, et cetera, uh, to get it. So I don't know. Um, this I found interesting. Animoca, a huge player in the gaming industry um, who probably shouldn't need money. Um, this was listed as an investment. There's no disclosure of actual investment amounts, but Mitsui and company is announcing a strategic partnership with Animoca. Now I know that there was some mm. issues with Animoca having some financial FTX related stuff. Don't take yeah. my word for it. 106. Okay. That's Mitsui is a $106 billion revenue company. Yeah. Uh, but uh, maybe this is like step one before a um, acquisition. Um, seems to me if, if Animoca was in fact having, uh, some financial problems. So Animoca is the Sandbox, Phantom Galaxies, Life Beyond, Crazy Kings, Crazy Defense Heroes. And they've got products that use Disney, WWE, Snoop Dogg, The Walking Dead, Power Rangers, MotoGP, and Formula E. So. You know, the key would be what other stuff is Misua, right? You said it's Misua? Mitsui. That, Mitsui, yeah. Because they're like, I remember running all these groups years ago, like, um, Mitsubishi Capital, Mashusta Capital, and groups like Mitsui. They're, they're these like giant Japanese karitsu companies that you're like, yeah. don't even know what to do, but they make everything. So they probably exactly. have a film division or they got, because you're like, you said Sand and a few other ones. So a lot of the gaming, a lot of the metaversey stuff, they're probably just making a bet and buying yeah. a portfolio that way, you know, yeah. by investing in Animoca. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting to see a big Japanese company coming in now to me, because, you know, we've talked about how the regulatory environment in Japan has changed over the last couple of years, or let's say the last year, um, where they're actually starting to move toward crypto. But you remember back in early 21, it was like, you know, all the Japanese stuff was, wasn't doxed because yeah. there was, you know, so much uncertainty there. Absolutely. Um, so that a big conglomerate, that means they've got political blessing. Yep. So, you know, I would expect the other ones to be doing the same thing. So it's another, you know, welcome back, Japan. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to the game. No. Uh, Joe, I got a ton more to look at, but it's already Let's roll. 11. So I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, yep. th thank you, Niblets. Thank you, Shizzy. Appreciate you guys participating today. And Sean, thanks so much, buddy. Glad you're here. Um, and uh, I had some fun. I love looking at startups. You know me, Joe. That's like, I know it is fun. It's, it's, I will note this, uh, probably a third of these fuckers have as their website, a link tree instead of their website. So I know you hate that it drives me nuts. It's like you, you have a website, you don't need a link tree. That's but why, what is so, I, I don't, you know, I don't use link tree either, but it's like, um, you never create, of, don't hmm? ever create friction or extra steps for someone to get to your brand proposition. Right. Don't ever create an extra step. You have a website, get them there where they can see what your value is. If they don't know who you are, what you do, 
and you can put your links on that website. There, why do you need another page to make people click a separate link to get to a separate link to find out what the fuck you're about? That's right. Point. Yeah. Cause well, I mean, I, I guess there's probably a huge casualty rate. People get the link tree and then how many click through to the website? It's gotta be less than half. Exactly. And then you yeah. get into your website and you're not optimizing for what brought anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Started, we'll be here all day. <laughs> we'll save that for Thursday. Hey, if you're listening <laughs> or watching on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us and subscribe. Make sure you help us get a little boost in the algorithm so we can get more people having fun with us. If you're not in our community, you should be in our community. T.me forward slash Mission DeFi. That's on Telegram. T.me forward slash Mission DeFi. Or in your Telegram app, just search for Mission DeFi. We're there. We're having fun. All the people that participate every day in the show are there. You get to meet them. You get to know them. You get to hear their great brain um dumps and you get to like you know i think we'll set up a comedic channel for niblets maybe and just have him do sarcastic comments about everybody commenting in the other parts of the telegram if you're watching on youtube please make sure you subscribe click the little bell so you get alerted when new episodes come out um and now when you click the bell you have to like choose all episodes so do that and make sure you smash the thumbs up um so we get that boost thank you very much for watching and participating we love you and appreciate you joe i hope you have a great afternoon you too buddy and thanks as always it's always fun and thanks community really appreciate it um you know look forward to seeing you guys on thursday that's right bud take care have a good right. one cheers bye-bye bye-bye